angels and demons, mythology and religion, heroes and monsters. These are the stories we create, the beings we fear and yet long to be. My name is Raven Burns Kushner, Wiccan artist and life coach. On this channel, I analyze our stories, gleaning the spiritual principles that help us live more successfully. I explore the darkness and the light, as both are important. And don't be afraid, unless of course that excites you. <laughs> All right, so this week I'm going to be reviewing the movie Master. Now, this movie is directed by an up-and-coming director. Her name is Mariamo Diallo. And I'm really excited about her um, because she's done some shorts. I was looking at her IMDb, and it looks like this is the first major feature that she's done. So I think we'll see good things from her. Um, the premise of the movie was what really got me interested in seeing it. So there are two main characters, three really, but the first is Gail. So Gail is the new head housemaster at this prestigious, fictitious Ivy League University. And she's the first woman of color to ever hold that position. Um, at the same time, we're introduced to Jasmine. Jasmine is a young black girl a freshman at the university and we see her entering the school for the first time to get her dorm assignment um, and of course she's in the same dorm that um, Gail is the housemaster of and then the third main sort of character that we see is Liv. Liv is an African-American teacher professor there teaching critical race theory um, in an English class um, so those are the three main players. So before I go any further, there's going to be some major, major spoilers. So if you want to see the movie, see it first and then come back. I don't recommend the movie and I feel bad because I want to see more from this director, but I have to be honest when I'm giving my reviews and this one didn't hit the mark at all. Um, and I'm going to explain why. So starting with the pros, first of all, surprisingly, the acting is stellar. There's nothing wrong with the acting. Um, it, it was stellar. Every character from the main character, um, you know, Regina Hall to even the minor bit characters that we don't see much of. Everyone did an amazing job. There was nobody that I could say, nah, I don't believe that, or where you're rolling your eyes, which I do <laughs> when I don't like the acting or the dialogue. So there was nothing wrong with the acting or the dialogue. Honestly, it was really just, and what happens with a, a lot of times with movies when they are trying to do social commentary, I think sometimes like there's so much passion about the subject matter that that sort of takes over the storytelling aspect of it. And for me, the story is everything. So I like a tight story that, that says what it wants to say and gets out of there. And the social commentary, like if it's weaved in there gracefully, it's wonderful. But if it's clunky or if it's disjointed or if it takes away from the story at all, that's where I struggle. So. 
the cons of the movie primarily are the genre that it it didn't meet up to to me the genre expectations um, the topics that it tried to um, tackle also were too jumbled so I'll get into that so first of all genre so I review horror movies here the paranormal I don't like slasher so I'm never looking for that but if it's going to be a horror movie there has to be horror <laughs> so and you know the horror elements of the movie were some maggots um, a couple times some maggots came out one was a drawer full of maggots and another was um, she had had a painting done of her and then she peeled away the canvas and there was maggots coming out there was another uh, horror scene where the picture looks like it's one thing and then it's like this horrible fig disfigured person um, so there's that and then she has some nightmares where someone's trying to get her uh, Jasmine when I say her she's having nightmares and Gail has like a vision but her visions really aren't that horrific. So I don't know where the horror element was, was at, is it was missing. Um, so, and it's not like anything has to be graphic. There, one of my favorite horror films of all times is Poltergeist. And, you know, there's some skeletons and things like that, but it's not like super scary, but it's dealing with the paranormal, it's dealing with the supernatural. Um, it's very frightening what, what's happening. So anyway, this, this fell down in terms of horror, but more importantly than that, cause that can be easily forgiven if the story is told properly, but they were dealing with so many things. So last week I, I reviewed loose and loose was dealing with that sort of subconscious subtle racism that's super pervasive is very difficult to pinpoint and also very difficult to deal with. So that is enough for a movie, right? This movie had that as you would expect on like this liberal Ivy League campus, you know, with all this history, most of it racist, <laughs> right? So here are these, these two black people who are the few black people on the campus, Gail as one of the faculty and then Jasmine as a new student. So we have like subtle forms of racism and also just the general discomfort you would feel if you're just so outnumbered like that. So there's this one scene I thought was really good where Jasmine and, and the students are basically nice to her. Um, you know, there's, there's some very subtle things, but, but overall the students are, are nice to her for the most part. Um, but there's a scene where they all go to a party together and you know, she's dancing, she's having a good time. And then, the, and then the DJ puts on some gangster rap that everybody knows the song. And so suddenly she's surrounded by these, all these white people, you know, in a circle bouncing up and down, shouting the N word as part of the song. And you know, it's very uncomfortable <laughs> as it would be. Um, so, and she's, it's not like anyone's to blame, although, I mean, I blame, I blame the, um, the rappers cause they're putting this stuff out here so that white people can sort of make this as, you know, sort of have this excuse to use the N word in public. Um, but blame aside, it's, it's a really good scene showing her discomfort, but then so subtle racism is enough in and of itself, but then they have some overt racism such as. 
at one point there's a cross burned on the lawn and then there's another where um, where there's a noose hung on Jasmine's door and Jasmine shares the room with her roommate Amelia who's white so there's a noose hung on her door and we're led to believe that Amelia is the one that hung the noose and she if she hung it because it's not that clear but it's presumed if she hung it it's because this guy that Amelia liked like preferred Jasmine and they kissed and so that would have been why she's pissed off and then she's using race sort of as an excuse to hurt her so I mean that's neither here nor there but so there's that overt racism um, with the cross burning in the noose uh, then you have intra-racial strife, which again could be its own movie where there's a scene where the black cafeteria lady is super, super friendly and nice to all the white kids. And then when Jasmine approaches, she gives her a look of death, just like doesn't speak to her, doesn't smile at her, just silently gives her her food. And it's like, a, you know, a really severe diss for whatever reason we don't find out <laughs> what her problem is um, but you can assume it's the stress of being in a you know lily white environment where she feels like i don't know either jealous of jasmine or like she can't be nice to jasmine because they're both black and so there has to be this distance I i'm not sure but that's tossed in there just for kicks i guess um, and then you have sexism because the premise originally of the movie is that there's this witch that was killed or hanged for being a witch on the grounds nearby the school. And so that's supposed to be, that's the legend of the source of the haunting. So when Jasmine first gets her room assignment, they're all like, oh, she's got the room because apparently this witch got to one of the previous students who went to school there and that student committed suicide by jumping out of the window. So everyone's thinking, well, it's this witch and that's the legend, whatever. So there's sort of that nod to uh, misogyny because, you know, the women who were hanged as witches, that was generally the reason that and also financial greed, but mostly misogyny. Um, and then you have this one little part of the movie where <clears throat> when Amelia and Jasmine get into their beef, Afterwards, you see Amelia be the victim of this sort of gang rape out in the woods. And it's it's clear that something has happened to her, that she's been assaulted and she doesn't want to report it. And she's threatening to leave school if Gail reports it. Um, so Gail's like, OK, 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 I won't report it. I don't want you to leave school. But then she leaves school anyway. And so there's sort of that nod to misogyny and sexism and how women are not protected on college campuses. but. And then there's also no reconciliation between Jasmine and Amelia. So it's like, um, not that it's Jasmine's fault that she's leaving or was assaulted, but they had that misunderstanding with her um, kissing this person that she liked. Um, so that's never resolved. The sexism is just sort of tossed in there because nothing is ever revisited. Tyler disappears into thin air. He, he doesn't show up for the rest of the movie. Um, so it's really not clear what was all that about. You know, it's like, yeah, there's there's also sexism. There's there's rape on campus. So again, like this is another thing that could be its its own movie. And and yet it's like this big gumbo soup of all the stuff that the director or the writer, well, the writer is the director. So she wanted to deal with all this stuff. But in my opinion, it's just too much 
for one movie, especially a horror movie, you know, you have to stay on task <laughs> when you're telling a story. And I feel like this one just kind of goes all over the place. Um, another of the things that bothered me besides all the topics that were trying to be tackled is inevitably you've got all these loose ends, right? Stuff that's just, and I've already hinted at some of them or gone over some of them, things that were just tossed out there that were never tied up. So um, a big one is what was the source of the haunting? So at first you're thinking, okay, maybe it's this witch or whatever. Why is she targeting black people? Is there some sort of something there? Does something happen? Then you're thinking, okay, well, maybe it's the school. The school is so used to being all white that it's purposely trying to expel all the black people by driving them crazy, by haunting them. Okay, but then it doesn't seem to be that. Well, are these people just crazy? Are Gail and Jasmine crazy? <laughs> Are they hallucinating? And because all the, the things, the, the visions that they're having, the nightmares and stuff, like none of it actually happens. So if it's not the school haunting them, if it's not this witch haunting them, are they having a mental breakdown? And if so, why? <laughs> because not to minimize anything that they've gone through, I, as a person of color, fully have run the gamut of all the racist experiences, subtle racist experience that people can have, and even some overt, but I don't know that any of it is enough to have this sort of mental breakdown. Um, so it's not really clear the source of the haunting, which is kind of a big deal, because if you don't know what's haunting the people and why, then it's like, how do you have a haunting? And if you don't have a haunting, what do you have? <laughs> if you just want to deal with racism, then maybe you just deal with racism. If we're going to turn this into a paranormal movie, then let's really bring that in and have it be a real thing and tie it to racism and bigotry. That would have been interesting. And, and that was my hope going into the movie. So, so that was a big issue. Another thing is, is the resourcefulness of the main characters, because you know, some of the cliches of horror movies is that, you know, people are sort of reaching for the wrong um, things to solve their problems, like running into dark rooms or separating when they shouldn't. So yeah, those are cliches. But in this case, I don't see them really being that resourceful. So Gail's resource was her coworker Liv, presumably, because they're both African-Americans. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, but we don't see Jasmine really reaching for anything. She gets a bad grade that she doesn't like, and she's proactive about that. Like she files this report against Liv because she feels like, because Liv's assignment was to find like racism in the Scarlet Letter, <laughs> the book, The Scarlet Letter. And Jasmine was like, it's not there. And so she wrote that, she wrote a, a good paper, but she didn't find the racism there. So she got an F. So she protested this grade and all this stuff. So she's proactive that way, but she never really seeks out Gail, except when she's the right before she's having her mental breakdown. She doesn't really seek out or look for any other black students. She does research the room and finds that obviously the, the girl that killed herself before was a, was black. So, but that doesn't really go anywhere. She just sees her picture and it's like, okay. Um, and so there's a cross burning on the campus. So that would be very stressful, but it, it wasn't at her home. It wasn't, no one set fire to her room. So I'm not minimizing the experience of racism because I can't, but at the same time, 
did anything happen that was so severe that within the course of a semester, it would cause someone to kill themselves? Another thing that happened, and that, that's the spoiler, sorry, <laughs> you know, Jasmine doesn't make it. Um, but another thing is that Jasmine doesn't even reach out to her family. So we see a scene where Jasmine lies to her mother about going home because they're at Thanksgiving break and she's not going to go anywhere. She's just going to stay at school. This is inexplicable because she's miserable, <laughs> right? Her roommate has just left. Um, she's uncomfortable. She's had this burning cross experience. Why wouldn't she want to go home? So maybe her home is toxic. I don't know. They don't tell us it, that it is. They don't hint that it is. They don't mention her home at all, other than to show us her lying to her mother about, oh, you know, she, she lies to her mother and says, oh, I was invited over to so-and-so's house and it's going to be great. I'm having a wonderful time. You would think with all the stuff that's been happening, this is your time to like, even if your family is toxic, at least they're black. <laughs> Go home, be around some of your own people for a second, breathe. And then if you decide if you want to come back to school or not, or how you're going to strategize about how to deal with this stuff. But she just, she has another racist experience in the hospital where she's recovering from her suicide attempt. And uh, it wasn't so much a suicide attempt. She was having a, a nightmare vision and she was being chased. So she jumps out of the window. And that was another thing that they did wrong, I thought. At first, it was clear that her dreams were her dreams because they made it red and they played a certain music to where she was having a dream or a vision. But then um, they switched it to where the same devices were used during real life. So at first you're thinking, oh, she's having a nightmare. But then she's actually crawling out of the window. So like, okay, this is actually happening. Same with the cross burning. So I thought that was sloppy. And, and I don't know why they did it that way, unless they're trying to show like her nightmares are becoming real. But I didn't like the way they did it because it just sort of undermined everything that had gone before. So in any case, she's jumped out the window to escape this vision. And then she ends up in the hospital and has yet another racist incident with some old white lady. Um, so she's already at a weak point. And I guess that was her, her turning point where she goes to her room and hangs herself. Okay. There had to have been something before that. I mean, nothing happened in my opinion that was so severe that she would have gone from a hopeful freshman to hanging herself in her room within the course of one semester, unless she had, and they have her coming from Tacoma, Washington, which is super white. So maybe, but again, this is all maybes. We don't, we're not showing anything. So we don't know what's happened before. You would just have to assume that no one would hang themselves because of four months of misery, their first semester of college. The first semester can be awful, but not enough to hang yourself in most situations, unless you have some sort of previous history. So, and that was another thing too. So the plot twist. So there's supposed to be this major plot twist that happens and it's involving Liv. So Liv <laughs> is the critical race theory professor. You know, she's hardcore, she's up for tenure. She's, you, you get the feeling of her and Gail bonding over the racism and the environment. Turns out she's actually white because Gail is contacted by this woman who keeps calling her. It turns out that woman is, is Liv's long lost mother who she claims to have been an orphan or whatever. She made up some story about her origins. And so the mother 
says that no, that's my daughter. The father is white. I don't know what she's doing. She just disappeared one day and, and I don't know where she went. And then I saw that people were calling her Liv and so I had to reach out. So, and then Gail is furious. She confronts Liv and Liv denies it, but we're never, it's never confirmed. Is she faking it or not? You know, Liv is horrified that Gail has brought this up at this gathering, this faculty gathering and embarrassed her in front of all the other faculty. And we're assuming that she is lying, that Liv is actually white and this is all some sort of performance just to participate in blackness and to be special on campus and to get tenure or whatever. I, I don't really know. We're not clear on what her motives would be, but it sounds like she just wants to belong somewhere and she doesn't feel like she belongs at home. So she comes to university, gets this great teaching gig and now she feels at home. And Gail obviously feels betrayed because she's been confiding in her as a fellow black woman and turns out she's just pretending. So she's horrified. The biggest beef I have with the movie is the, what I presume to be the conclusion, what we're supposed to take away from this movie. Because in the end, as I said, Jasmine takes herself out. She wanted to quit. She wanted to quit school and just go somewhere else. And Gail talks her into staying, saying, oh, you know, we have to fight for this and da da da. So Gail ends up feeling super guilty because she's like, oh, I should have just let her go. And then the final scene, Gail is approached, after finding out that Liv is white and being horrified by that, she gets approached by a white officer who demands to know why she's there. And like, that's her breaking point. And she just decides she's just gonna quit. <laughs> she, she just, she walks off into the sunset or into the moonlight or wherever it was, and she's done. So to me, it's like, so what are we supposed to take away from this? So we're supposed to quit? So. Jasmine should have quit school. That's, that's instead of hanging herself, of course, she should have quit school, but is, is that what she should have done? Um, there's one point where Jasmine has handed this flyer for like the, the small number of black students on campus meet together as they should. And they were inviting her and she's like, oh, maybe I'll think about it. And then like her other white friends come in right at that moment. It's a little awkward, but it's like, so it's awkward. Just put that flyer in your bag, you know, whatever. And then later go and join those people. Like you gotta get your support system from somewhere. And she doesn't do that. But again, that speaks to her lack of resourcefulness or agency, except for with her grade. But then with Gail, she quits her job, right? Right after she gets it, I'm like, is that the answer? Do we quit? Do we quit our jobs? Do we quit school? Is, is that, I mean, if it had happened beforehand, I would understand. Like if you decide you don't want to go to an Ivy League school because it's so white and all that, or you don't want to work for an institution like that, that I understand. But once you know, like you're, you're going in with your eyes wide open, this is what it is. And if you decide to go there anyway, I mean, both of these women are adults, so they, they know by now what racism is. So they couldn't have been under the illusion that this was going to be a kumbaya experience. It's difficult to be in these kind of lily white situations as a person of color, even if the people claim to be liberal or whatever, we understand how that goes. Um, so I understand not wanting to put yourself in those positions, but once you're there, in my opinion, you gotta fight. I don't think quitting is what you should do. 
If there's no shame if you do decide to quit, it's very difficult, but I don't know that that's the message I would want put out there. I think that our, and not I think, I know that our ancestors faced way, way worse than anything we could ever, ever deal with as people of color. And, and that's any marginalized group, whether you're, you're gay or, you know, woman or, you know, whatever, what have you, your ancestors dealt with more than what you're dealing with. So not to say that it's easy, not to say that it's minimalized, but you got to stay in there and fight. Like we, I believe we owe it to them. We owe it to them because they survived so much worse than what we have to go through. So if they can deal with that stuff and the horror of, of not even being a person, we can deal with some crappy racist bigots just long enough for us to get our money, get our education, get whatever we need to get, get your emotional support from wherever you can get it, find yourself some people that understand, you know, get your support, but don't quit. No. <laughs> so anyway, that is my review of this movie. I don't recommend seeing it mainly because of the storytelling issues, but the acting is good. So if you want to see it, see it. I don't recommend it. Um, so there you go. Next week, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to do Dead Ringers because I think that's coming out this weekend. So I'm really excited about that. The painting behind me was inspired by it and I've loved twins and been fascinated by doppelgangers forever. So that's also where the paintings were inspired from. So those should be done hopefully next week. So I'll, I'll show those as they're done. So until next time, have a beautiful day, love yourself, love yourself well, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you did enjoy today's discussion. Visit paintselflove.com to book a coaching appointment or to buy some inspirational art. Until next time, love yourself and love yourself well. Blessed be.